0: You're now listening to a Rat House production podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to R A T T H A U
1: S dot net.
2: Welcome, everyone, to uh, another episode of the Everything Bagel podcast. I am Steve. I am Bean. And today we have
3: Jessie from Ventura Pop Up Yoga.
2: She's going to be hanging out with us today, and we're going to be uh, talking about uh, all things yoga all uh any misconceptions, uh uh what um how the journey has been in your uh career yeah. what, you know, kind of pushed you not I shouldn't say push, I say that all the time, but what kind of drives brought you to, you know, this this uh profession and and uh but I mean, you know, first off <laughs> thanks again for coming in and hanging out with yeah, us. It's, thank
3: uh, you so much for having us this morning. So uh
2: my first question for you is um where did the idea come from for a uh, first why don't you just give a background of Ventura pop-up yoga Yeah, and yeah. kind of how that came to.
3: So um, this was my uh, little baby that I didn't even know I was growing <laughs> about two years ago. And I went through my teacher training. And it's funny, I kind of came back to this thought just last weekend of I used to have a, a glass of wine or two with some friends. And we would play yoga in my front yard and just have fun. And it was just fun, you know. We would mm-hmm. just take anything all the norms and the stereotype out of yoga and we would just have fun playing yoga and so they really encouraged me to go through my teacher training about two years ago this summer and through that teacher training i'm a very check things off of a list like when i get something i have to do to accomplish something i gotta do it it's just like i'm a check a box off kind of girl and so i went through my teacher training and it required me to do and give away eight hours of karma yoga So that's basically giveaway classes to enhance my teaching. So Mm. I thought I just wanted to go through teacher training to enhance and um, bring into my own practice. I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher ever, but now that I had this box, I had to check off. I was like, okay, friends, you guys, you know, encouraged me to go do this. So you got to go to the parks with me now and let me find my teaching voice. And through that process, um, we just, started with a couple of friends and then friends of friends and then jen who couldn't make it here with us today my co-founder she started the instagram and started taking pictures and she captures these amazing yeah. images of postures and then just the venturscape, which is so much of who we are we're so much in to this community and that's i think what's thrived and and really made us grow is our embracing of the community not just of yoga Um, And then we just realized by removing these physical barriers from yoga in itself, we've opened the doors up to so many new people to be able to receive yoga that maybe wouldn't have in the past.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Because we were talking when when you first got here, I I had gone to a few yoga classes and know regular studios. But when I saw that your Instagram and I kind of like, oh, that's really it's a freaking great idea (laughs) because maybe I don't want to go. I just want to drop in. And it's like there's a lot less pressure. Yeah. You just kind of go in, give what you can, and enjoy it. And if you want to do it again, you you know, come back. And just being outside in general is just a lot better, I feel, than being in an actual studio.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Our yoga in the wild. I mean, you never know what you're going to get when you're outside <laughs> with us between... <laughs> Uh, seagulls trying to steal cell phones And puppies giving you kisses And Savasana We have so much fun outside And um, the, you know That physical takedown of the walls Has brought so many new people to us And the idea of making yoga Affordable and accessible to people Through the donation process mm-hmm. and, and making it fun um you know, like we were talking about before we got started, too, is just removing those stereotypes there's There's a very um stereotypical idea, especially because of Instagram. I think Instagram has brought this beauty behind yoga and curiosity to some people, but it's also steered some people away from it and so we like to just go out to the parks and have Mm -hmm. a lot of fun we we take the physical practice and what it can do for you very seriously but at the end of the day we want everybody to leave with a smile and feel better about themselves physically and mentally Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah and you you definitely bring up a good point because not only in the yoga but like in the i guess like the the quote-unquote the fitness community a lot of people look at these instagram accounts and it really deters a lot of people Mm because it's just like a lot of like pictures like mirror selfies and look just like me. abs on just, yeah look at yeah. me and it yeah i can see how it can, can drive people away from it yeah you have uh purists that
2: just like no it's got to be this way yeah, and, exactly and you can not you know
3: yeah 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 and i think um i i come from a training background that um is very physical and it's very about the um alignment and taking away a little bit of the tradition of the spirituality in the beginning of my training mm-hmm. which um was really different for me because I come from a very uh spiritual background through my yoga I've evolved into that I started because of a physical practice about 10 years ago but it evolved into this very spiritual and a way for me to release things I didn't know I was holding on to, but my teacher training um, became more of a focus less of a focus on the spiritual side, which was hard for me. I wanted to at first bring that to my yogis, but I realized that it really was more about the physical practice for a lot of people. You're you have so little time in your life mm-hmm. and being able to do a lot in one hour is so important. So you get sort of that. Physical practice and then we drop these little, you know, seedlings of uh, of what else yoga can offer you, whether it's letting go of something you didn't know you're holding on to, finding your breath, so you can actually just like relax that tension away you didn't know you are holding on to and and then whatever else you pick up along the way, there's always there's no pressure with us and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've got Bowser yeah. here playing with us. So
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh you gotta kinda like hit do like baby steps, just kinda like come on just dip your toe in, see mm-hmm. how you like it. Yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, slowly, maybe you'll kind of get a little bit further in. Yeah. Um, But yeah, a lot of people, it's for like the the physical, for me as well. Like I I just want to stretch and that's how it started. But like uh, we've talked about past episodes recently, I've gotten to like, like the meditation part of it and how it actually does help a lot. Um, Yeah. Psychological for me, psychologically, like just kind of getting my head clear and getting ready for the day at the beginning of the day.
3: Yeah, definitely. I've, I'm really trying to find my meditation practice. It's It's been something that's been an evolution for myself over the last several years. And this month, I've really dedicated to just 10 minutes a day, just trying yeah. to sink in and find silence. And even if that monkey chatter turns on, it's like, okay, well, I'm sitting in silence. Um, and I went to this festival this past weekend, actually, and I had these amazing mindful experiences where I was actually just able to shut down. And so it's i've been able to bring some of that back with me not just in my own meditation practice but bringing some of this newfound energy back to pop-up yoga has been really fun this Mm -hmm. week too and i was sharing with you before we got started we did dancing in the park this morning so it's it's not always just about the yoga it's about having fun and finding that inner child and just we're outside let's enjoy this amazing ventura that we all live in exactly are you
2: uh are you uh, born and raised in Ventura, or are you? No,
3: I'm not that blessed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I come from the desert. I I um moved out here about five and a half years ago from oh, okay. Phoenix, Arizona area. So, oh, okay. um, and feel so blessed to land in this beautiful little community. So, oh,
0: uh, what brought you to is this? People you knew here or no. just kind of like, that looks like a good place. <laughs> my to- <laughs> other
3: life brought me here. I um, oh, okay. my, my day job um, that I used to, I had a about a 10-year career in sales and technology. And oh, okay. so I moved out here. I had the tri-counties uh, to choose from. And I landed in Ventura first time out of LA and just said, I want to live here and have been living here ever since. Mm. Just left a career in Santa Barbara, which was my second job out here, yeah. and um, for, I'm now pursuing pop up full time. Wow. Jen and I both are, so yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I see. I was we were talking again before we got started how <clears throat> it's. I've seen it kind of progress just through the Instagram, like because mm-hmm. I've I read some of the blogs that you guys put up. Um, the one on meditation was kind of was the last one. Yeah, that one was really good, and then I saw like the little tokens or something that oh, wasn't there yeah. before. Yeah.
3: Our karma coins. Yeah. yeah we're so excited and we haven't been talking about this enough. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, our karma coins are now our prepaid option. So, We're all running late, and I've gone to some park yoga in the past and always felt guilty and would talk myself out of going because I would never have enough cash on me that I felt was relevant to what I wanted to donate. And so we had a student's friend come to us about two months ago and said, we want to give a gift card. It's her birthday. We want to celebrate her. We we know this is a huge part of her life is this pop-up yoga. So how can we get a gift card? So as Jen and I always do, we have to think outside the box because being donation-based, we can't just write a gift card because what does that mean? in a value sense. And so we came up with these karma coins and they're a physical token that you exchange from an online, um, receipt. You bring them to your class and then they'll exchange, your teacher will exchange you those for a physical token. And then it's a package of one, five or 10, whatever amount you want. And it's a set price. And then you offer a token instead of an actual currency as you're offering for that day for your donation. So
0: yeah, that's a really like real outside the box. idea. Oh, that's (laughs) freaking awesome! That way you can like, you just give, like, if I understand, you, just, you can buy them mm-hmm. or, you know, get them. And then you can just give them out to people if you like. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, you know, you should try this. Here's It's already paid for. Just, all you got to do is show up and you give them this coin. And exactly. That's kind of it.
3: And that's the whole other side of it, too, that we don't talk about is encourage your friends to come. If they're like, hey, I don't have the money to do it toss them a coin and just say hey it's just you know token just drop it in and try yoga for the first time if you don't want to have to spend any money on it just see what you can get out of it for you know an opportunity that way so yeah they're they're really meant to be shared if that's what you want to do too so
0: it's a really good idea thank you um do you guys have any any plans for like Mm -hmm. where are you just kind of kind of going kind of going with the current, just kind of seeing where it goes yeah, or anything are. you'd like to <laughs> brainstorm or anything. If you don't like, you know, if it's oh, like, I can share, secret squirrel I can totally share cool. some
3: of it. Yeah. So we are, we are bubbling over with opportunities right now, actually. So I won't go into the specifics, but we've got a lot of fun opportunities coming up as far as like mommy and me. We've got some senior stuff coming up. Um, and then our biggest news is we're in the works of moving into Camrio as well. So, oh, wow. We had a really fun opportunity with the CrossFit studio out, and Camarillo reached Mm, out to us. Uh, We started doing some yoga with them. It's been a really fun experience working um, with people from a different fitness background and just learning the things that they need to open up their bodies and and stretch and just feel good and then still strengthen, too, in a new way through the breath. Um, But through that experience, we had several students reach out to us hoping— that this CrossFit was going to mean us coming to CamRio, And I quite literally had a lady, uh, a woman call me and we talked for 20 minutes. We've become friends in the last couple of weeks over this experience. And um, she said, if you guys are not coming to CamRio, then I'm going to go get my teacher training certificate and start doing pop-up here. <laughs> so we're, we're working on yeah, coming yeah. to CamRio yeah. right now. And we're really <laughs> excited. We met with uh, visit Ventura, who's been a big supporter of ours here in Ventura. And they bonded us with visit CamRio, who's a new organization, their tourism bureau out there. So, uh, we're just hopefully in the next couple of weeks going to start working through the parks and recs and get some permits. Yeah. And hopefully by mid-June, we're hoping by the time school that's out in Camrio that we'll be out there in the parks playing with everybody in Camrio too, and offering some closer opportunities for the Thousand Oaks, Moore Park, and Camrio cool. area. So, I got, so of, a, I got a lot of friends that live out there. Yay, Duh. send them out there. So, yeah. Ventura County pop-up yoga. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the part I won't share with you is we have an exploratory name that we'll work with all of the, uh, <laughs> with all of the growth of whatever it looks like. We... That's the one thing you said, the, the, you know, thinking outside the box is we are always thinking outside the box. Every time we try to put ourselves into this box of what we should be, it just like throws itself out. And so we always have to be open to we don't really have big plans we have ideas of what we would like yeah, to do mm-hmm. but it's like we just have to let the universe kind of guide us because every time we try to make it into what we think it should be it's like no yeah exactly you're not going to Camrio instead <laughs> of the other ideas you thought you'd be working on the last two months <laughs> uh,
0: a question my my wife actually had that mm-hmm. I, you just I just reminded me of was how was it so to do it at a park, do you have to get like a, you have to say you had to get a permit or where yeah. did you guys, cause, cause when I imagine when you guys first started, I'm just going to do this gorilla style. I'm just going to yeah. show up. Yeah. What are they going to do? Like kind of, so how did that kind of process? Yeah,
3: it did. It, it started just like that. We didn't even think about, you know, we're just going out to the parks. It's a community space. And then, Um, You know, all the seriousness of anything when something goes from just having fun to um, you realizing it has to be run like a business. Mm -hmm. Um, We we just wanted to play and stuff. But then we realized, you know, one day Jen said, she's like, this is bigger than us. This is just not our close friends coming anymore. And so it's thinking of it. And we had to really start thinking of it like a business. And because of that, yeah, we did. We went through. We got our business license. You know We're fully insured. Um, uh-huh. We want to make sure our people are all taken care of out there, and um, and then we've worked really closely with the city and the parks and making sure that we're doing things right and being proactive on that, too, is really important to us. I'm very involved um, in the city through Chamber and that sort of thing, and so it's important for me to support our city, um, be a taxpayer and all yeah. that fun stuff that adults do. and. But, um, but yeah, so just making sure that we're, we're taking care of things the proper way because that always, it protects not only us, but it protects our students from coming out and always being able to have that too. So,
2: yeah, that was going to be my next question. Was like, how was, <laughs> how, how has the city kind of reacted to Ventura pop-up yoga? And it seems like they've so far they've been pretty positive yeah. with everything that you guys are trying to do.
3: Yeah. It's been so positive. Everybody from the, the actual city and then the parks and recreations, they've, Um, they've opened up so many doors and made it accessible for us because we are donation-based. We Mm -hmm. don't have a huge amount of money to throw up permits and stuff, and they've really worked with us to set up that foundation. Uh, Visa Ventura has been a huge supporter of us, and I'm not sure if you guys saw the video that they created for us earlier this year. It was just a a bigger vision of um, who Pop-Up is, uh, what Jen and I, and I I can't even say it's just been Jen and I. We're the the behind-the-scenes people, but it's all of our teachers, all of our yogis that have created Mm -hmm. this community. We can never take credit for ourselves. But Visaventura Ventura did this amazing video up at the cross, which is kind of one of our showcase classes that everybody comes out for on Sunday mornings. And they took this beautiful pictures of the cross, the video of the class, and then just did a little interview of us. And so that was a huge support that really put us out into the community in a new way. Um, And they were also really instrumental between the city and the um, visit Ventura of helping us find a home for the winter, because as you know, we were talking about too, we moved indoors when it became the winter months. So it's too cold, too dreary, too dark. You know, it's not safe to be in the parks after 6 p.m. past October (laughs) when the time changes. And so um, that connections and the networking that we had done throughout the last year and stuff was able to set us up and the harbor welcomed us in with open arms. And Mm -hmm. we actually still have two of our morning classes out indoors and use it as a backup for weather and stuff and so we've been so lucky. We've been completely 100% embraced by the city. So That's great. Yeah.
0: Um how many people are on kind of your team now as far as um mm-hmm. uh, instructors?
3: yeah so um there's Jen and I were the the co-founders if you will with the title um Heather's been right there with us since the beginning she's our Sunday soul gal who brings everybody out uh, Sunday mornings usually about fifty to sixty people yeah. out there with us I, I see the
0: post I'm like oh <laughs> man that's I crowded. <laughs> I remember
3: <laughs> we went from like probably five people up there one day and we used to hike up the botanical trails with our yogis back in the day when we mm. didn't have to schlep a whole bunch of materials up yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> um we just have too much gear to take up now but um, um, I just remember we were hiking up and we kept texting Heather. We're like, there's five people, there's 10 people. We've got like 30 people that are hiking <laughs> up with us, so be ready. And so it just organically grew in from a couple oh. of close friends to now friends of friends of friends of friends. Um, yeah, and so Heather's been with us since the beginning, really instrumental in creating that Sunday soul vibe. And then Margot came on with us last summer. I know you've taken Damn. some of Margot's classes. Mm. And um, and then Aaron jumped on board with us earlier this year, and we just welcomed Taryn on. Uh, she taught her first class last Sunday with us, actually. Okay. So we've got a team of six of us last night, which was really cool. We got to have our first group dinner as a, a family last night and all bonded over some laughter and yogi and... <laughs> some good Mexican food so <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: all I like it. it's it seems like you guys are really you know really close and with six I think that's like a really good number of yeah. like you can still s- stay connected and it's not like too many too much business I guess if yeah. that makes sense yeah it's more like a family like you're all in it together and you're doing it yeah and each it, plays part.
3: it really has and and all the women behind this you know the actual you know, physical part of teaching the classes and stuff, they are uh, so supportive. We have an amazing team supporting us. I'm, I'm getting ready to do a couple of weeks off for some weddings and family trips and stuff. And so it's it's that fear of, for me, if, of laying my responsibilities on somebody else. I always have a hard time doing that. And last night at dinner, I finally just said, can somebody help? And they're like, yes, what classes? It's yeah. just, it's it's so much beauty between, um, it's, it's so much of them. And they, they, we all realize that it's, it's not just us, so, and so they're more than willing to put in the extra hour if that's what it takes to make this succeed too. Because we all realize it's bigger than us at this point. So yeah.
0: that's cool. Uh, you Getting to the first song.
2: You want me get in? All right. Uh, well, we're gonna do something a little different. I don't know what that noise is.
0: Oh, I keep getting popped. Uh,
2: <clears throat> we're gonna do something a little different this this week. Um, I have been uh, obsessed with this guy, um, Dan Kane, and I believe he's from. Liverpool, uh, he plays just this awesome, it, Like, I think it was perfect for this episode because it's like, almost like meditation music, it's Ooh, it's I'm very uh, ambient, it's very relaxing, and I've just been, like the last couple weeks I've just been listening to his stuff on repeat, so uh, I'm going to play exclusively from Dan Kane today, so uh, the first song I'm going to play from you guys is from his album Solace, and it's a song called The Last Tide. Oh. Okay.
0: tourist size places i guess and uh i lived on the in in the dc area before i moved back out here for about four or five years Uh, i don't know if i can go back (laughs) (laughs) because it's a really busy you know place yeah and it took me a while to get used to it and then it took me a while to get used to like a smaller setting but not to kind of to transfer back man it's gonna be rough if i ever do you know go somewhere else like that again
2: i i want to continue this conversation but uh, really quick. That was the last Tide by Dan Kane off the album Solace. Uh, check him out on Bandcamp. He's uh, incredible. I'll be playing a couple more songs from him for the rest of the episode. But um, I remember when you first moved back to Ventura from DC, uh-huh. and I was like, so like, what do you have? You really thought about what you want to do? And <laughs> and he's like go back to D.C. as soon as possible. I love
0: <laughs> that. Like, I, I did. I, like, I want, there's I want so to much to the, do. Yeah. and yeah. But now I've been here for like four years. It's kind of like, man, I like this pace. Yeah. Like And like just going to L.A. when we rarely do ever go to L.A., like that traffic, it drives me nuts. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And in D.C., man, it's it's bad. Like it's really bad traffic at certain parts of the day. And it's always busy. And it's always going. Mm-hmm. So like to have to go back, it's, it's going to take some getting used to if, if I ever go back, you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised, like what you learn to appreciate and what you get used to when you can't get used to. That
2: it. was another like.
0: There's so much to go see in
2: DC, and I was like, "Hey, did you ever go to like?" a I went. I went
0: to like a good amount of museums, yeah. but there's so many. Yeah, I was yeah. like, eh, "I'll get to it. I'll get yeah. to it. Don't yeah. worry. I'll get to it. I got four years. Yeah, I'll, I'll be." <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's the
3: same. Happened. You said you lived overseas. I, I lived in London for a little while after college and it was the same thing. It was like, I never saw Buckingham palace. <laughs> I never, you know, did all the yeah. stereotypical stuff. I did go to Liverpool ironically, yeah. and I had to go see where my Beatles are from and stuff. Um, so it's cool that we played somebody from Liverpool <laughs> today, but um, yeah, it's, it's hard. Like when you're in a place, you just, yeah. you get in your comfort zone and it's, um, you
0: start just kind of like living. And then mm-hmm. that's not really a thing that's on a radar, I guess. Yeah, But uh, I remember, uh our friend, our buddy Justin, he was on a he was on a couple times. But the first time he was on, he talked about – because he took a, like an eighth-month trip just traveling around the world.
3: Oh, amazing. Yeah.
0: And uh, he remember – I remember he said something that really struck a chord. It was just like, it's not really the big things that you remember about visiting places. It's always like the small in-between things that really stick with you. Yeah. And I, I find that really true because there's – although I didn't see a lot of stuff. I mean, I did see some things, but I didn't see as much as I should have. I always remember like the really small like riding on the metro and just like yeah. the really – in between things that really stick with you and make the the experience.
3: Yeah. I, yeah. I have to say, and I think that's all about not to completely pull it back to yoga, but that's about living intentionally. And that's yeah. a lot about what we talk about in, in yoga is, you know, our our breath focuses so we can actually be in the present. And I think mm-hmm. that's the hardest part about our society today is we go, we go, we go. That's what we're ingrained to do. We're always plugged in. We never turn off. Mm-hmm. And so having these intentional moments. So whether it's riding on the metro or, or cruising and sitting in your car in L.A. traffic, like yeah. we all despise. <laughs> but taking that moment and being like all right, I'm on an adventure right now. Let's be okay with that. And, um, you know, it's hard to come to those places, but sometimes you have those little moments and those are the things that you do remember most mm-hmm. on yeah, your journey. I,
2: like you're you're, like totally right. And Justin's right when he said that because, like, we had talked about it on that episode, but, like, when I took those trips to Canada and then I took them out to the Four Corners, I remember, of course, I remember seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time and I remember seeing yeah. going out to the actual Four Corners platform and being able to stand on on it and and then going to Canada and driving through the forests and stuff like that but like I also remember sitting in the back seat when it's my turn to sleep <laughs> and just driving and then having my headphones on and I remember the albums I listened to that's cool while it was it was like so insignificant but I remember like those things about just like sitting and staring at the top of the car
3: (laughs) i think there's something about music it's it's kind of the sense of smell to me music is that like it can snap you back to a moment in no time (laughs) there's
0: so many songs like oh this reminds me of you know like i had a i listened to a song it's it's you guys remember life house hanging by that moment yeah that song song stuck in my head the other day and like totally reminded me of my first girlfriend ever you know what i remember that too yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But just like the the beginning chords, is like, oh, man, I remember that a times back then. Um, but kind of going back uh, to yoga a little bit, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Like living, doing intentional things, like breathing intentionally. Can you mm-hmm. explain or kind of elaborate on that? So
3: Yeah. So it's kind of that meditation. So I typically, other than today, when we started out with um, free form dance of whatever we were feeling, <laughs> we t- usually start in a seated position and... Because so many times we bring this energy, whether we're aware of it or not, we just sat in that traffic. We just had a fight with our significant other or tried to get our kid you know, to calm down before we went to class. And we, we un- 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 unknowingly bring this energy or emotions with us. And so just kind of like sitting on your mat for the first second and just like, ah, just breathing it away. And um, that's the intention. And I talk a lot about the breath in my classes that I teach. I think the breath is... The whole purpose for coming to your mat. So, there's actually studies. This is one of my favorite, like yoga fun facts is that um, science has gotten behind yoga. And it has actually said that if you go to a 60 minute class and you are there intentionally focusing on the breath and focusing on the actual practice, uh, the person next to you who's doing the physical practice, and if you are sitting in Savasana or, or meditating with your eyes closed, you get as much mental stimulation as the person physically doing the practice. So, That's because of the breath and coming Mm -hmm. back to that breath, being in the present, living intentionally and being there for the purpose of yourself, I think is the biggest part about yoga is, you know, even if you're there for the physical practice, like we said, we all kind of started out that way. But um, being there for yourself for that physical practice and letting the stress, letting that argument go and just showing up. So and coming to that breath. I tell all my new yogis, if you remember to breathe, you're going to have an awesome yoga class.
0: Yeah, it's like the real simple things like breathing or not even just breathing, but like with intention, like it's like really paying attention to the breath coming in and like mm-hmm. your your diaphragm expanding. It's yeah. just like the really small things. It brings you to like you mentioned the present, like you're not thinking about what you got to do after. You're not thinking about what happened before or anything like that, which we tend to do a lot. You know, yeah. even like while I'm you know doing regular workouts or something like that, I'm thinking of like, OK, after this, I got to go get groceries. I got to go you know, do all this. <laughs> And it really kinda of, it does it kinda of clouds the mind a little bit. And it's just nice to kinda of sit like actually sit and be there, like wholeheartedly with your mind and with your body. And really Yeah. It's a really you know, if you give it a chance, if you actually go with intention or just, you know, seriously try, it's, it's very beneficial, I feel like. You walk away a lot more calm and yeah um, centered, the best yeah. word.
3: Well, and I think that's the one of the reasons that um, CrossFit really reached out to us was bringing that intention. I think the number one way injuries happen in any other physical activity is you become unaware and unconnected with what your body is actually doing or the alignment it's supposed to be in. And when you can bring that awareness to the breath, it brings you into your body. And so with CrossFit, that was one of our conversations when we were setting up the classes is not only do we want to bring the stretching, the flexibility, but we want to bring that mindfulness into their CrossFit practice And I always say It's the yoga off the mat So once you leave the mat What are you taking with you Besides this feeling of Feeling rejuvenated And maybe sitting up A little bit taller You feel refreshed Whatever mm. that means To you too
0: yeah. How did you get into Like into yoga Like what made you If you remember <laughs> Like remember yeah.
3: Well, my very first yoga class was at ASU and I just was trying to fill my PE credit <laughs> 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 or whatever you considered in college. I don't know. Somebody was just like, take yoga so you don't have to go run outside when it's like 90 degrees or 110 degrees. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try yoga. Yeah. Um, and I can't say that I really connected with it then because it was one of those things. By the time they took attendance and everybody got settled, it was mm-hmm. like. 30 minutes and um but I did like it I was I came from a gymnastics and a dance background so I love that flexibility again I had completely lost that when I left high school and so it brought me back to that but I've never been physically strong and so I like remember standing in probably my first warrior one just like my legs trembling and I'm like <laughs> I don't know about that but I do like this end part where we get really stretchy and flexy yeah um and then I've just had some other people in my life uh when I really started my career in technology One of my friends at that job was going through her teacher training. And she's like, just come. You said you've taken a couple of yoga classes. And um, so I went with her. And that was when I really fell in love with yoga was when it was in a very peaceful setting. And I needed that to kind of shut the rest of the world out. That was my quiet time. It was my time that I didn't have to think about anything else um, like we were talking about. I could let everything go from the stress of you know, truly my first career. I was in it, and so I was starting to feel all those adult responsibilities. Yeah. And I, it was my way to get some peace back in my life, and and leave everything else that I was experiencing off the mat until I had to go face it a little bit later. And so it just continued to evolve from there. Um, I just basically took classes. I did it for the physical side back then. I always used to laugh with her. I'm like, I don't get this Ohm stuff that they do at the end (laughs) of class. I just don't do it. And now I laugh because it's like the evolution of my yoga practice. Like, I do get it. I don't typically do that for my students in my class. It's just not my type of practice. But there is an evolution of your practice. And I love to share that with my students because I think it makes me real. I never want to be a teacher who's on a pedestal because we're all always growing and evolving. And if I think that I'm standing on some sort of pedestal, how can I ever give what I got? I always feel like somebody gave me the gift of yoga many years ago. And that's what I want to give is Mm -hmm. that. Um, And then I just, you know, continue to grow. And just like this festival I went through and was sharing with the meditation practice, it's I'm now evolved in meditation. I'm not a master. I still always have room to grow. And that's the best part about yoga. You're a lifelong learner through the process. Yeah, there's
0: always like room for improvement or just getting Mm -hmm. better, more into it. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, You you are, yeah. uh, (laughs) 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 Um,
2: For the uninformed, I mean, we've kind of touched on it a little Mm -hmm. bit already, but like for the uninformed person that might be thinking about it or just doesn't really understand this world, yeah. What are what are some of the health benefits to to yoga?
3: Yeah, I gosh, there's I I could go on probably yeah. all day. But I I think for me, I have a lot of back issues. And it's helped that like right now, I'm kind of slunched over because I haven't been able to do a lot of yoga this week. But I think what yoga does for you without you even knowing it, it makes you feel better in the ways that you didn't even know that you were hurting. And then once you stop doing yoga for a couple weeks, <laughs> then you realize... All these places that you continuously have aches and kinks and pains like my lower back right now, I'm hunched over because I've been sitting at a desk, you know, working on pop up all this week and I haven't given myself a practice. And so um, I think yoga is kind of whatever you need it to be in the moment. And so if you're looking for, you know, it's not going to fix everything. I, I'm, I'm not a yoga pusher in that it can fix everything. Yeah. I'll admit I've had some back injuries where I've actually had to take myself off my mat because I was doing more damage than good and I was trying to listen to my body. So that's the other thing with the intentional of awareness is listening to your body. And I say a lot, a lot in the practice is just because your neighbor is doing 100 chaturangas or whatever, not 100, that's exaggerating. Don't be <laughs> scared. We're not going to do 100 yeah. push-ups. Um, you know, just because <laughs> we're doing, you know, several – Tatarangas in a class, it doesn't mean that you have to do that. It's whatever you need on your mat, whatever you're craving. I mean, truly, if you come and you want to do savasana, I've never been brave enough to do this, but I dare you to do it one time and just get the benefit of sitting there and being mindful of the practice. So um, whether it's a physical ailment that you're coming for, it can be a mental, just letting go, or maybe you're even on that search for something spiritual. And we give little seedlings. We try not. We try to make it very universal in the sense of you know, not going too deep on what the, the spiritual sides of yoga can be. We want to keep it very um, mainstream in a sense uh, without taking that away, but we offer up Like today was, we talked about finding your inner child, because I feel like I did a lot of that this past weekend, and it was Mm -hmm. just embracing that spontaneousness that we have inside of us that we suppress as adults, and so how can we bring that out of us, and whatever that means on a spiritual level to another person, to me it means one thing, and it's just like coming back to that reality of, let's not take ourselves too seriously, Mm -hmm. let's dance in the park, let's jump on the bed, and let's, you know, just have fun in life, so... Yeah. So to answer your questions, yoga is kind of whatever it is you're searching for. Hopefully, you can start to find that on your mat in your practice. It's the uh,
2: Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I'm gonna use uh, that uh, one.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> uh, um, because I that this, that was a setup question. I was mm-hmm. just wondering, like, and this is kind of a selfish question as well. But like, is as far as like your knees and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, are, are, is that is that beneficial for? Yeah. The only reason I ask is because my wife uh, suffers from knee pain mm-hmm. and uh, I've always kind of told her to stretch and kind of try it yeah. and uh, we've kind of <laughs> butted heads on that a little bit and uh, she, she's she been interested in, in doing yoga because of, you know, yeah. hopefully may, maybe helping her knees out yeah. a little bit and... I was just wondering, uh, since I have yeah, since you have room, yeah, I can't uh, say that you know I'm.
3: It de- yeah. it would depend on what's exactly ailing her. I would love to just talk to her, and that's with any students too. If you're coming with an injury, please tell your yoga teacher so we can help make modifications. It might not be something you have to always modify, but until we kind of work into that area and allow mm-hmm. you, if it's an actual injury that she's working through, or if it's joint pain, and there's different modifications that we can make if we know, and we and we make it not obvious that we're pointing you in particular out. Yeah class but um but absolutely i mean if it's something that her doctors cleared her do, she's able to do any other physical exercise then yoga only enhances everything else that you're doing um and there's always a workaround for just about everything so so yeah i'd say tell her to come out and play yeah. with us and we'll we'll help her through she's, whatever she's working through she's so. been
2: meaning to it's just yeah. uh life's been getting in the way so. yeah, <laughs> it does it gets yeah, in the way like busy. i was saying yeah. you
3: know i wish i could get onto my mat more than i do it's a, it happens to all of us so yeah
0: um when you you said you recently I don't know how recent but you left your job in Santa Barbara to Mm -hmm. pursue pursue pop-up full-time yeah Uh, what was that decision like was it just (laughs) like I just kind of like I gotta you know I gotta burn the boat I gotta just kind of commit full-time and just go with it or
3: oh gosh no it was it was an evolution Um, I think it was several different things I think that I talked about growing in your yoga practice and something that I preach a lot um, is living your truth. And through this evolution of me becoming a teacher, it's been really important for the things that I'm saying in class that I actually embody those. And once I started, you know, Trying that on for size and living these things that I talk about in class, I really started to feel uncomfortable in my skin. I was director of business development for an IT company. I loved my job. I've had some of my customers for almost eight years. Um, I have a lot. Of, I had a lot of fun. It was something always new working in technology. Um, and so it wasn't that I disliked what I was doing, but it just started to feel unnatural. Okay. And so it was a huge tug of war. It really almost took me. A year to determine that this was the path. Um, and then uh, Jen just had her baby, so he's 11 weeks this week. And I think through the process of her going through motherhood and me being by her side, um, it changed both of us and the sense of we've always said, too, Raylan's her son. And we always said that we always want to make him proud. And then even though I don't have kids at this point, when I do have kids, I want to be creating something that they're going to be proud of me that, you know, they can say my mom did this in the community or or what have you. And so I think through that process and um, I think I started to feel that I had outgrown my career in technology and that this was tugging so hard and that was pushing so hard in the yeah. other direction that the, eventually the the pop up yoga just won. Um, and it's funny when you put things into the universe, and I talked about trying not to put things in the box. I had prepared all these things that we were going to, you know, go after um, when I quit my day job, and while well, Jen was on her maternity leave, and um, and none of them have happened because <laughs> organically all these things have just yeah. kept coming to us, and it's it's really truly wonderful when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing the universe just keeps giving and giving and giving. And so I think if you're open to listening and maybe even having with a plan, I have to say I have a plan because I'm always a gal with a plan, but being open to that plan evolving and changing and listening to it instead of like just, nope, I was going to do that. That's what we're doing. And um, because none of this would have succeeded if that's the direction we went after it with. So, So yes, it was definitely a process. It was not like... I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. There was days where I wish I could have, but it was a process.
2: I've always heard from like other artists and stuff like that. that, And they always say like, don't do not quit your day job (laughs) until you cannot do both. Like, uh, like, Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, make sure that you still have a plan B until that plan B is impossible to do because you're, fully doing this other thing full time and it's benefiting you yeah they always like do not quit yeah. <laughs> please <laughs> do not quit your job i would agree <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: it wouldn't have been ready even three months ago for me yeah. to quit my job so it was it, it happened how it was supposed to happen yeah, so. yeah. and, yeah. and i mean kind of- it,
2: it seems like you're very uh or i guess organized or or you know you you uh you kind of think everything through first and, re- and like, you don't, it's not an impulse thing. Yeah. You didn't just like, I quit through your papers. <laughs> up. Drop I'm the
1: not mic. <laughs> I'm <not laughs> out. You know? So yeah, like, don't get me yeah. wrong. There was definitely days yeah. where I thought
3: preparation. About that. Yeah. Yeah. preparation and planning and just, um, yeah, being ready for it. So
0: yeah, like you said, it just, it just kind of grew to that point where the, you know, the pop-up was pulling more than mm-hmm. the other job. you just had to, I like the, the, um, I listened, to, I've been telling Steven about this podcast for, for like all the time now it's called the minimalists and uh, they talk about you know at a certain point you 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 have two things like you kind of you divorce from things or you graduate from things so oh I like um, that when you graduate from stuff you have to you know let go of certain things because Mm -hmm. now you're on this other path or you've kind of stepped up in a certain way and you gotta you can't hold on to the the things before you gotta kind of let it go yeah so to accept bigger and new things you gotta let go of other things and I thought that was real cool thing there
3: yeah th- yeah. there is an evolution whether it's people or things or emotions there is a lot of letting go through this process too I'm finding that um, I was talking with the girls last night about this uh, even growing into Camarillo is kind of as scary as exciting as it is it's yeah. This is our community, this is our love. this is our home, um, and what we really want to make in Camrio is exclusively Camrio. We don't want to make it Ventura. It's got to be Camrio and we want to do this right, um, but that feels like a lot of pressure on on me because um, right now Jen will be managing a lot of the things in Ventura and, and going into those classes to help and stuff where I'll probably in this summer be spending a lot of time in Camarillo, and it's this pull of letting go of these amazing people who have built me personally up to what I've become um and and like she said she's like I bet you feel like it's almost like you're cheating on Ventura (laughs) and I'm like I do a little bit so you know Ventura is always going to be home but it's this opportunity to give this experience to other people and create this other community within Camarillo Camrio and that's our goal and um Camrio has some great places to do yoga, but it's mm-hmm. still very limited and people are craving some options and so that's really what we're hoping to bring to yeah, them. Yeah, I so. mean
0: I don't I haven't really searched but I know a lot there's a handful of actual studios I hear but I don't know. I can't think of anything in Camrio so like, yeah off the top of my head anyway. Yeah
3: they have one really great studio and it's actually where I started my practice when I moved out here to Ventura. Um, and so you know, we're hoping wherever there's space that we can collaborate with them in any way and what we're doing too is never meant to take away from the, the physical building studio practices either it's just to enhance and, and encourage those people who maybe are intimidated by that yeah, experience like exactly. my friends were that's why we went to the parks the first time was to you know to take that intimidation factor away and so it's never to take anything away from what anyone else is doing my practice was purely in a studio until two years ago so i have so much respect for that and i have so much respect for a very traditional and structured practice that's traditionally what my practice is but there's this whole other side of you know making it accessible and fun and just and then getting involved in the community that's so important to mm. us between the beach cleanups we do partnering with local businesses and that's what we want to have that as much as we have that here we want to have that wherever else we expand into as well
0: yeah and man, um, i just had a, a point but I, I farted out, <laughs> out of my head that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, guys. Well, um, <laughs> it'll come back. It'll come back. So, I mean, we've
2: kind of touched on it a little bit. Um when you do move start moving into Camarillo Mm -hmm. um and you talked about doing it at that CrossFit studio yeah um and then eventually you are gonna have to branch out or you're gonna try and branch out to parks and stuff like that like like you do in Ventura
3: that would be our goal yeah have
2: you already started talking to the city at all or
3: we're we're just probably a week behind actually making that communication stuff we had to get some ducks in a row here as far as um covering some of my classes which is what we did last night at dinner that's Mm. why I love my gals so much they're willing (laughs) to step up so that we can go do this big picture and so yeah next week we'll really be reaching out to the city like i said we've already talked to visit chemrio and they're they're on board with getting us built up and bringing some awareness and then vice versa to them too as well as other local businesses so any local businesses out there that want to host a pop-up or come out to a pop-up and maybe bring your you know either your food or your juice mm. or something like that we're always looking and thinking outside the box so even if it doesn't necessarily make sense like give us the call and we'll talk through it and we'll come up with something fun to do so
0: yeah definitely like that's nothing i really liked you guys because kind of you guys uh i remember you doing a surf shop yeah. or something yeah, like that we- i remember that and there's a couple of other places that you wouldn't think would be able to host a certain thing a mm-hmm. yoga um session but you guys pull you all pull it off <laughs> and it's usually a good time yeah and it helps the business because it brings people there and they can you know usually shop afterwards and so it's it's really like you say you support the community and support the the businesses and yeah I really admire that how you guys kind of it's not so much you scratch my back I scratch yours it's just you guys promoting each other exactly exactly. let's let's
2: do this one thing it'll help all of us and we can do it together and it's you know and that's like that's what a community is that's what yeah. a, you know exactly
3: yeah. absolutely and we always anytime either a partnership reaches out to us or we reach out to somebody with an interest it's always it's always got to be a win-win it's never got to be you know we're gonna get out of this and maybe we'll get you back another time it's always got to be a mutual benefit and if it doesn't work then it doesn't work and it's yeah. absolutely okay you know it might just and maybe it's just not right now um for either of us but um yeah we've created some wonderful bonds with different people through the partnerships that we've done and and brought business to both you know each other so yeah it's been fun
0: that's like a a true testament to promoting and like again i listen to a lot of podcasts and the i forgot which one i was listening to but the guy mentioned that um you know you need to really invest in things that better the the world not so much just sell something and do like Mm -hmm. but you know something that's going to benefit everybody and you guys promoting other businesses and also promoting this kind of I guess this kind of way of life or introducing it to people and the point I was gonna bring up earlier that I totally forgot was making it more accessible because I I related to you know when I first started kind of going to like a regular kind of gym it's super intimidating if for a guy or or a girl to go in and not really knowing what you're doing and you're around all these people that have been doing it forever and they're doing a certain movement with a certain amount of weight and you're just Mm kind of over here like (laughs) yeah and, you know, the studio kind of brings that sort of little bit of intention. Everyone's super welcoming, but mm-hmm. still you have people that have been doing yoga forever and they're like yeah. doing this crazy stuff <laughs> and they, I'm barely struggling, you know, to touch my toes. So making it super accessible, I think, is a really a cool thing that you guys have done.
3: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm, li- I'm
0: listening <laughs> Sorry, to I'm sp- bringing, I'm out. breathing in the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. How how's the support from uh, Yoga Studios been or do you guys kind of... Keep in contact, or how does that work? You know, we've just, kind, just of kind of do your been own?
3: out on our own and stuff too. We've never, I guess, really reached out. Well, we did some stuff with Bell Arts, who's um, another local business and an artist space that um, between music and physical, you know, artwork, they do some really great things. They're very active in the community too, and I guess that's what we're always looking is to enhance and embrace other people that are active in the community, um, and and not to say that. There's there's no particular reason why we have or haven't partnered up with the studio. We just haven't gone there yet, I guess. So, it just hasn't
0: come your way. Yeah, yet. yeah. but
3: we did do the uh, fundraising event with Bell Arts, who's the nonprofit down on the avenue. And uh, we brought, I think we probably had about 60 yogis in there on one of their first Fridays back in November. And um, it was a beautiful coming together of both of our communities. They also offer yoga several times a week and um and so yeah we brought our teachers together their teachers some of our teachers also teach with them too and so um i there's always we're always open to different things um so we're always bringing on we'd love to go indoors and play in a studio for a while and if we can come together with a mutual idea we're definitely open to that so it's been
2: said on this podcast a million times but just 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 keep doing something just keep doing things and then organically
0: it'll it'll mm-hmm.
2: something positive is going to happen
0: yeah and obviously you know with, yeah. with the pop-up yoga you guys just, just kept doing whatever and now it's grown to this yeah. huge yeah. thing or or you know having 50 60 people at one the yes session that's that's pretty big <laughs> that's still kind huge. of mind-blowing yeah. <laughs> that you know yeah with, that's yeah within a, a, a year of
3: actually doing this i still can't believe that we've counted 60 heads up there before so and the yeah, great thing crazy. is it's
0: just like Usually it's by word of mouth. You know, you have your social mm-hmm. media, like the yeah. pop-up yoga is a great thing, but usually it's just people bringing, you know, their friends or, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, stuff like that. And Yeah. That's just that's awesome. I think that's really cool how things Thank grow you. like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Get into the
2: next one? Sure. Uh, it's my phone that's making that noise. Oh. I notice every time I touch it, it freaks out like that. Uh, this is off Dan Kane's album, Transience. The song is called Night Falls. Yeah, I always, I always like asking that question. I, we asked it off the air, but just, you know, how you and the co-founder became friends and like how, why, you know, where, where your friendship started and and how it grew to what it is now, you know, and that journey that you guys take together as a team.
3: So Jen and I, who we we haven't really got to talk about her much, but um, she's a new mom and she's, you know, with her baby today because that's where she needs to be. Mommy comes first. But Mm -hmm. um, Jen is the co-founder of Ventura Pop-Up. Her heart and soul is in it as much as mine. But we uh, we met in Santa Barbara, actually. I was sharing with you guys. We both at one point in our lives lived in Arizona, never knew each other, probably passed in Old Town Scottsdale in the nightlife Mm -hmm. down there, but... (laughs) Didn't know each other. Uh, both lived in Ventura for a year until we both started working at the IT company up in Santa Barbara. And even upon her interview, everybody's like, "You two are really going to get to know each other and hit it <laughs> off." And mm-hmm. sure enough, it took just a couple of months for us to really seal that bond. We started a yoga practice actually together, which ironically is how we also met Margo and Aaron um, through this uh, this yoga challenge that we did together. It just deepened all of our practice and. Um, Jen and I stayed really connected and we stayed in touch with Margot and Aaron, but Jen and I worked together every day. And so we just continued this bond through yoga and we'd set our intentions at the beginning of the week that we were going to practice these days together or I was going to do it this day. And so it kept us connected to our yoga practice through our friendship. And then, of course, it evolved into an actual friendship yeah. and dinners and, you know, all of that. And, um and she was a huge encouragement of mine as well when i was going through my teacher training as well as heather who teaches sunday soul she's she actually went with me on my first teacher training it was part of her process was going back through this level 1 that i was doing and um and so that's that's how we really all came together was through yoga at yeah. the end of the day even though we met in these organic places heather's my neighbor yeah. we'd pop our oh, heads wow. over the wall <laughs> yeah. and say hi but yoga really bonded all of us together
0: it's like the common ground and you just yeah. kind of go for grow from there our yeah.
3: passion,
2: it's it's so. a it's such a weird thing to think about so you said you were both from arizona mm-hmm. and you both lived in ventura mm-hmm. and then you met each other and you know working in santa barbara, santa barbara. Yeah. So, like you didn't know you know that this partner of yours is like <laughs> yeah. basically sharing the same world you're sh- you know, yeah. just like walking around passing each other and yeah. you didn't even know. And yeah. that's always like interesting for me to yeah. like think about like stuff like that. And mm-hmm.
3: I, yeah, I think Jen and I are connected on this whole other level too. We, we have, there's just so many things that we have in, in common too, which is funny. I feel like we were walking this parallel life until one day something like made that parallel life come <laughs> yeah. together. And I was like, Oh, hello. Here's yeah. this other half of me that's been missing. I mean, yeah. you know, a soulmate has so many times thought about a spouse, but I really have to say Jen's probably a soulmate of mine. We're so deeply connected on so many levels, and which makes working so much fun. I mean, you when you're your best friend and you get to hang out together, I get to watch her child grow because yeah we joke that he's our accountant because we're yeah. both stuck at math, but <laughs> he's not he's not a huge help at this point, he just mm-hmm. is really stinking cute so um but yeah, we could just share this time together and grow together through this experience and then watch this beautiful community grow to, with us too so
0: that's cool that's why you bring Stephen bring that up because Sam and i my my wife we talk about that too because well stephen I've known like say he's known for like sixteen years mm-hmm. S- samantha my my wife, she was best friends with his sister oh for a long time too for,
2: since like they were in third grade yeah since we're kids. so oh
0: my gosh. we were in the same world for oh yeah. for a long time yeah and we never crossed paths ever mm-hmm. until i moved back and actually steven and his sister set us up on a blind date uh-huh. and now a few years later we're here yeah. We're married. yeah it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs>
3: so. that's cute i love this story like we grew so, up in
0: the same town wow you know same area just same group of people we hung out with yeah it just worked out that way
3: it's supposed to be that way
2: i think i told you this story um well, the, the Santa Paula Times, you know, it's a small mm. newspaper, just the, every like Monday and Wednesday we get one in our driveway. Yeah. And uh <laughs> um back when we were in high school, uh, you know, the football team would have their team picture and then they would go through like the whole lineup and they would have like a picture of each individual player. So my mom, of course, being a mom, she cut out my picture <laughs> in the paper and, and it's a big block thing and it and then <laughs> What's funny, it's really coincidental, is if you turn that piece around, it's a picture of... Who would be end up being my wife oh my like, it is it, like it's the cheerleader roster. That like on me, chill. And, and she, and, uh, my mom, always brings that up, and it <laughs> always makes her cry. And it's so funny. That's amazing. <laughs> <think. laughs> I it's
3: don't know. The, I think that yeah. the universe is always doing that to yeah. us. It's always planting these seeds of you know whether it's familiar familiarity once yeah. you meet that person that you have that shared connection. But that's a cool yeah. story. I she love that. Always <laughs>
2: brings that up it's so. Fun. I think she got that thing laminated too. Like yeah. the pa- the page so like it would never get messed up. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: like it's weird cuz if you just pay attention and let the, you know, like you said let the universe kind of bring these things to you and kind of lead you, it'll take you some pretty cool places um Yeah. yeah. Or, I think you where you're supposed to be, I feel.
2: I also noticed like and I I don't mean to be a downer if this is a downer, but like if you go through some really hard shit for a while it, it, like now like I because I went through like a pretty dark period a few years ago now I just don't even care about that like like yeah. the, the, the worries that I had back then it's like mm, yeah. whatever it's gonna happen whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen and I can't yeah. control that and so sitting here and dwelling on it is gonna be like way less beneficial to my son mm-hmm. who I'm just gonna pour all that into his brain and, yeah. and like, you know and so now I just kind of just let everything roll off me and I don't, I don't, you know.
3: But I also think sitting in those dark times too, I have to say that, I mean, I love where I'm at. I feel like I'm in one of the best places I've been in a long time. I'm embracing all these new things, but I have to say that some of the darkest and loneliest times of my life are some of my favorites because you're so raw during those times and you get to peel back the layers because you're already down there you might as well feel them (laughs) back and um, you know when I first moved out here I had a a pretty tough go at it and had a lot of personal changes and stuff and um, ended up being out here and spending a good part of a year pretty much by myself working Mm -hmm. from home and I have to say like looking back it was hard and there was days where I was miserable but there was also days where I'm so alive and waking up I'm like you know what who cares what's happening I'm living in California in Southern California I get to wake up and smell the beach every morning And so that helped pull me through some of those dark times and then eventually met this amazing group of friends that I hold near and dear to me today. But um, yeah, those those times in my life made me who I am. Um, But I was also blessed to have some of that yoga behind that, too, that I think without knowing it at the time, because I wasn't truly on a probably spiritual path at that point. But looking back, I think um, through yoga and probably some mentors and stuff is what helped push me forward and just always having something to focus on too I was I've always had an entrepreneur heart and so even though yoga is my passion and I don't always like to say passions and business and all those things always go together they do when they're the right Mm -hmm. thing and I was chasing another you know business opportunity in the techie world back then and so that kind of kept me driving and that was my driving force until I really landed with these people and so but that was a really dark time in my life when I was trying to pursue that opportunity but I love that time in my life because I was like gosh that Created me and who I am and this foundation of cracking everything else away. I didn't know anybody and I was allowed to be who I wanted to be here in Ventura. Then
2: it's, I mean, it's a strengthening. If anything, it just gives you more strength. Mm -hmm. It just makes you stronger. Yeah. But like, you know, you also have to learn how to just kind of not let yourself go back there. Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. Um, and you know, one thing that's really helped me with that in the last couple of years is journaling. I think the meditation, which I'm on the verge of understanding and, and getting to, but journaling's really helped me with yeah. that. And I'm so much in my head. And I think that's why I have a hard time with meditation is yeah. I have that monkey brain and the to-do list and the last conversation I had with somebody. and um, But really putting pen to paper, that's been the evolution of me in the last couple of years is just getting it out of my mind, asking the big questions that I don't want to even ask myself yeah. out loud. Um, and it's funny that we're doing a recording this weekend because at the festival, I was at last week and I was telling somebody that was going through some stuff. I'm like, have you tried journaling? She's like, actually, I record my voice um, from the advice of somebody. And then I have to listen back to myself as though I'm listening to a friend. Okay. And understand oh, kind of cool and idea. hear the emotion coming out of my voice. And then I, I feel more compassion for myself. And I'm like... Ooh, that's Absolutely. hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that kind of <laughs> creates me cringe thinking yeah. of having to listen to myself back. But um, being willing to hear yourself as a friend would hear you, I think, is a huge thing so that you can understand what you're maybe saying that you don't hear between the lines when you're, you're saying it. Um, yeah. But for me right now, journaling has been that evolution too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've recently, well, not like the past six months or so, or a little bit more, I just got into journaling and just... Just simple things and, you know, another mm-hmm. thing we can, you know, if anybody's interested, it doesn't have to take, like, you know, hours and hours oh, of writing. Yeah. Like, I usually write down a few key things, you know, like, you know, uh, kind of like a, a daily mantra and then a few things I'm grateful oh, okay. for and then a to-do list and then just whatever I'm feeling that day, you know, mm-hmm. whatever I'm thinking about currently at that moment. And it takes, like, less than five minutes to do. But just kind of doing that, it gets it out of your head. It's just like, yeah. you have that monkey brain. It's like, <laughs> I got to do this and then I have this <laughs> and this. Yeah. And just putting it on the piece of paper is kind of like venting in a certain way. It is. And it kind of gets it out of you.
3: Yeah. but Or it explores why you're feeling that way. I've yeah. come to re- realize that I think I'm thinking one thing, but deep down it was like, oh, gosh, that was the underlying. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I get it. I'm good. And, um, yeah, just putting pen to paper to me has been hugely beneficial.
0: Uh, I had a question. You... So I'm assuming you work like in an office setting before mm-hmm. or like in the past life and in a car. Yeah. So your coworkers that kind of weren't into the and into yoga and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because I, I kind of have this now where I, I work in I'm I'm an instructor. So a lot of times I'm on like the podium and I'm mm-hmm. kind of teaching and I'm standing a lot. Uh, but if I'm not, I'm usually at my desk, you know, doing something or other. And I always have a habit. Of, like, I get up like every 10, 15 minutes to like stretch yeah. or, you know, do something. And I try like to not necessarily push, but I try to suggest it to other guys in the office. Like, hey, man, you should probably move around a little bit because it's, it's just not good for you to be yeah. sitting all day. And I was just kind of wondering, did you ever have that or did you ever have that intention of like, yeah, I'm, do- I'm not doing it to be like, oh, she's like you know, the, the yoga person. But yeah. not because, you know, it's good for you and it's I'm just benefiting you kind yeah. of doing yeah.
3: You know, when pop-up was officially starting last year, about a month before, and this is one of the things that I think really pushed me into, like, okay, I'm going to do. I had taken that break where um, it got dark the first year. We were really not actually doing pop-up, but I I was at work, and I was feeling myself like I needed some motivation, and I'm competitive by nature, even though yogis shouldn't be competitive. Mm -hmm. I am, Um, and I started this 30-day fitness challenge at work, And I was just like, I had done this with myself before, but it's like, why can't we all as individuals move for at least 30 minutes, even if it's like instead of driving your car to go get your lunch, go walk down the street to get your lunch. And so everybody got their Fitbits out and we had journaling was part of it because I felt like you grew through journaling. And so I just started this challenge with my coworkers, anyone who was willing to sign up and you just calculated, you know, if you took fifteen minutes to go walk and get your lunch, you put that down on your tally and then if you worked out, we would it encouraged a lot of us to go on the stairs at City College at the end of the day in Santa Barbara and um we would do that as a team and it not only bonded us but it encouraged us all to get out and move and be more intentional about getting out of our desk like you said so maybe creating something fun around it or or even like sending out some tips and videos of like what you can do at your desk because there's so many resources online now too um but yeah i definitely had that same feeling because we all just you know get behind that computer and we're americans so we got to get it done and work harder than the person next to us but we should also have fun and i think that's with any fitness is you should um try to embrace and bring other people into it with you too
0: Mm -hmm. um do you when it comes to guys because i work with a a lot of guys Mm -hmm. uh, i always feel like they're really more uh unwilling to try the the yoga thing because there's some misconceptions Mm -hmm. like as far as like who actually goes and what the people actually like, and I feel like I don't know if you can clear any up. Like, yeah, well, let's it's, just it's start not just for <laughs> you know, not just for females because that kind of no, I feel like that's not. one. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, it's kind big of one big one. There's a
3: lot of stereotypes behind it, but let's just start by saying that yoga was created by men. <laughs> Back in the day, very traditional yoga, all the the, the big yogis, they're all men. Um, you know, the actual asana. So asana is the physical side. Of, um, of the practice. And so that's Sanskrit. Um, okay. And that's where the traditional language came from, yoga. It's supposed to be now a universal, even though it's not spoken anywhere in the world other than through yoga classes and through different chanting and songs and stuff. But... Um, Men created yoga um, and through this westernization of yoga, it's become a very limber um, sort of stereotypical female. But mm-hmm. uh, like I was saying, when when we first met, I was so excited. We had so many guys in the parks with us at the end of the summer. Um, but we realized there was something about being... Back indoors that a lot of our guys, you know, it was winter too. So people go on with their lives and stuff, but we, we lost a lot of our guy following. Um, so I have to say there's something about being outdoors that the guys connect with, um, more than being indoors. And Mm. so we're hoping this summer, come on guys, please come back out (laughs) to us. Um, But I don't know why that is. It's just it's whatever when yoga came um, to America, I believe if my history is serving me correctly, it was a female that brought it to the Santa Monica, L.A. area. And so it probably became the subculture and and probably a a feminine following maybe through that process. I don't know why there's some amazing yogis out there. I mean, just going back to the Instagram and the good things that yoga does do, there's some incredible um, guy yogis out there yeah, yeah um, definitely. and and strong and that's the thing too is that um, there's so much strength behind yoga when you get into if you want to take your practice into some of these arm balances and stuff there's so much strength and grace within these men who are able to do so many things that most of us will never imagine doing but because of the upper body strength that men have there's some really cool postures that can come out of it so
0: mm. i always felt like it was Because, again, I guess like the the stereotypes, it's not a very aggressive thing that, you know, dudes want to do. Like they want to lift weights (laughs) and (laughs) then they want to run and they, you know, do stuff like that. And if you ask a guy, I just want you to sit, you know, Mm -hmm. in a mat for an hour and and not just stretching, but just kind of doing not super intense things, although it can be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that doesn't really call their attention I guess, yeah. for whatever reason. I'm not sure why.
3: Yeah. I, th- I I have to say you're probably right in that sense, but I've also sat next to some guys in a yoga class that have come in with our egotistical attitudes, and they've been very humbled by the process, and oh, I've yeah. noticed them coming back and back because then now it's a challenge. They've yeah. they got excuse me, their ass kicked by yoga. (laughs) And it was, you know, it was humbling. And yoga is that. It's very humbling, is um, just as soon as your ego gets in the way and you think that I'm a... I mean, this guy that I'm thinking of in my head, he was a triathlete. So Mm -hmm. he should be athletic and he should be able to hold these postures for five minutes, right? And, I mean, he was you know, passing out. I think he had to leave the room in that day to be honest. And, um, but yoga is a different type of challenge. So yes, if your ego's on the way, you're probably going to be somebody who's not going to be willing to try yoga because of stereotypes. But that's mm-hmm. also, I think on you, then if you're, you have stereotypes of what you want in your life, then you're going to stereotype yoga into yeah. being this thing. That's not for you.
0: You got to try and put it in a box. And yeah.
3: yeah. But that's why I love this idea of CrossFit, which is a very, to me kind of masculine and to me very intimidating. We talked about walking into gyms for Mm -hmm. the first time. And when I went to meet these amazing CrossFit people in Camryo, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what new time yogis feel like. I, (laughs) this is so freaking intimidating. And I said, I get it, you know, and this is where we want to blend these worlds together and give the, the people, I mean, um, look at people's bodies as they age. Um, and so much of that, you think about people who lift a lot of weights and stuff and yes, you're healthy, But what are you doing to your body over time um, and how can you bring a balance to those positive yet very um, difficult things that you do to your body and that's with yoga. So if you are a heavyweight lifter, you should absolutely be doing yoga because all of that stretching and constricting of your muscles in certain ways, you're going to be hunched forward Mm -hmm. when you're old and you're probably going to have scoliosis and you know shame on you for thinking you're too egotistical for being able to do yeah. yoga and help yourself in a different way that you might not understand yet so. i just gotta
0: do this one thing i always kind of compare it to it's, it's like anything else man yin and yang like mm-hmm. you have to balance it out like yeah. you have to have equal parts fire with equal parts water yes, absolutely. and you know and i you know i go to to the to the crossfit gym you know pretty often but at the same time i know that I can't just do that because I can mm-hmm. feel it. Like if I if I don't stretch or sit in like a nice, um, like a sauna for a long time, yeah, I'll definitely feel the effects of it. Like mm-hmm. if I don't, so you yeah. gotta you have to balance it out and just do you know yin and yang. A little it's bit so equal. true.
3: And for me, on the flip side, because I'm so comfortable on my mat, I have a tendency to just put my physical side on that and my boyfriend's been really encouraging me we joined the gym recently so it's been kind of a fun um time as i join a gym and find all these tight muscles and as he's making me lift heavier weights than i think's possible and mm-hmm. i'm doing the opposite of what probably other people are doing i'm not you know so i have to go have that balance in my yeah. life now too and it's true and he's encouraged me i still have back problems even as much yoga as i can do i can't strengthen my back just through the weight of my own body so i mm-hmm. i know i need that muscle I know I need cardio. We were laughing about that today when we were dancing in the park. I'm like, I'm out of breath. I need to start running and hiking again. Um, so it's always that balance. Yoga cannot be your everything. It shouldn't be your everything. But just like anything else in life, it's always moderation and it's always that balance. I think balance is the yeah. perfect word. I love the yin and the yang analogy too. Yeah.
2: He That was the reason I laughed when he said that because <laughs> he does that all the time. He says like these weird things and they make sense. Yeah, like equal parts fire, equal parts water, and then yeah. you said some other stuff last week that was <laughs> it made sense and it was totally right. I don't know where you get them from. It just, <laughs> it's just a gift, man. It's yeah. a gift. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but I told I get it, and I I because last about year and a half I've I've started to run, and I've it's my mom ran for thirty years; she still does, yeah. and uh it's just something I picked up from her. I, I don't you know, and it's. It's my way of, it's kind of my therapy now where I'm like running and I'm grunting and screaming and cussing <laughs> at myself and, and like, but I'm, I'm, once I'm done, I am done. Like yeah. I'm completely spent That's awesome. and and I have no more room in, in me for that day to be upset about anything or, mm-hmm. or, you know, and now That's I your could
3: meditation. just,
2: now I could just focus on my five-year-old and yeah. my wife and dinner and, and doing what I have to do to get ready for the next day. But I also need, you know, and I've noticed this within the last six months, like I also need to take the time to, when I get back, lay on the floor mm-hmm. and just kind of stretch yeah. my legs and my, Lengthen cause I, when out. I first started running, I did not stretch afterward and I was just yeah. in so much pain. You're just like super, I get like yeah. really tight. Yeah. Like it takes, <laughs> and, it, and it like, and, you know, now I take a good 15, 20 minutes just to lay on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, stretch my legs out, just kind of, and then like you're saying, focus on breathing. Yeah. And just, I have nothing on, no TV, no radio, no nothing. I'm just looking at the ceiling fan that's while I'm, good. you know, and I, I just, it, it has d- been so beneficial. And I, you know, so you, like like you were saying, equal parts this, equal parts that. Like
0: that's completely true. Yeah. <laughs> like that's totally true. And yeah. I think you you mentioned, you know, you want to do this for the long term. You know, I mean, it's not just like. I, I always joke. I like, you know, once I get abs, man, that's it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've, like, I've graduated. He's Been saying <laughs> that since <Yeah>. junior year <laughs> of high school. Been yeah. saying that forever now. But you know, um, as, as I kind of keep weightlifting and doing that sort of stuff, I keep thinking I have to like, you know, I'm not very, I'm not old by any means, but I can't do stuff I was like when I was 20. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and I want to keep continue doing this for as long as I possibly can. So, yeah, you got to think of it as a long term where. You know, you kind of really take care of yourself and listen to your body and know that, you know, you can't push it 110% every single time or yeah. else you're going to hurt yourself or yourself. you're just yeah. going to be able not to do this thing that you love doing anymore. Yeah. So you got to like, you know, do what you can to prolong your, your love for this thing mm-hmm. that you're doing, but whatever it do may you be. you
3: hit something on the head that I've been kind of setting and sort of maybe my mantra or, or intention for the last couple of weeks is I love Elizabeth Gilbert. I've been eating re- Eat, Pray, Love again for the second <laughs> time and... um. She said something in the book that just really stuck with me this last couple days and it said something about we're always on the search for happy Mm -hmm. and so once we get there we can know happy like I feel very happy in my life but that doesn't mean I get to just stop and I'm just always happy I have to always continue to fill my cup up so that I continue to have that full cup of happy. So it's just like when you get your abs, right? You got them for <laughs> yeah. maybe a week until yeah. you eat that cheeseburger <laughs> yeah. and then your abs go away. So we always have to be on this evolution of who we are to attain and fill ourselves up, I believe. Um, it's never just a stop and achieve. Um, and if we did that, then what else is there? Yeah. Like We might as well... Sorry, yeah. die. <laughs> yeah, that's, but kind of it. if we're not evolving as human beings and we just get stale in our lives and, you know, what are we here for? We're only here for a set amount of time and, and I'll probably take this way too deep. But um, this is part of the the meditation that I did over the last weekend was just realizing, I think, how insignificant some of the things that we put into our lives and these hurdles that we have mm-hmm. to jump over and just removing these waking up breathing living the things that are important and knowing that we can only achieve so many things a day all the society stereotypes that are put up against us that we have to do we have to be this person we have to be that like what do you want to be and it comes back to what i was teaching class this morning like we need to embrace our inner child so much more we have this five-year-old inside of us who always knew what they wanted to be. And all we've done is suppress them and suppress them. And, you know, they they knew what true happiness was without trying. They didn't yeah. have to try to fill their cup up every day. And why can't we get back to that mentality of still paying the bills every day? Obviously, that's important. We have to have a roof over our head if that's what we choose to do. But when um, we have to have adult responsibilities. But how do we not conform to the expectations of what society says we should do? Um, you know, quitting my day job was a huge thing for family and friends and expectations that I had in my life, but Mm -hmm. I listened to that inner monologue. And I was so fired up with these things that were driving me. And that was, I think, partially this inner child, which ironically I wanted to be a teacher when I was little. And yeah. so coming back around full circle and, you know, and my inner child should have showed me all along what my happy was. And so, so always searching for that happy and it'll be different things in our lives, but always being willing to continue to fill that cup up instead of just saying it's full and then quitting.
0: Yeah. And be like, all right, well, yeah. I did it. Yeah. It's kind of on topic off topic. Remind me of my buddy, um, he got married recently, also, but he had like a he had a destination wedding. He got married in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife and I went out there. because She's a hairdresser, and she did the bride's hair. Awesome. So I got kind of invited by by default. <laughs> but uh, we had we had a great time, and it was a, it was a beautiful wedding, and it was an experience I'll never forget. But it was kind of funny because when we got back, I saw him. You know, like a week later, he's like, "Man, I got like postpartum marriage depression because like <laughs> for so long I'd been building and building to this thing." And then once it happened, I was kind of left with like, well, now what, like kind of uh, kind of yeah. like that kind of a little bit of empty feeling a little yeah. bit. But it lands kind of on topic off to talk about.
3: But it is. No, it totally is. When we were having this conversation, it was me and a couple of the girls, I think with Pop up um of that we're such a goal-oriented society and it goes so many full circle of things we were talking about this morning of why are we chasing goals? Why aren't we enjoying the journey? Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, it's really what it comes down to. Like, yes, we went and saw the four corners or yes, Mm -hmm. we did that. But wasn't it more about the journey? Like there's always that goal we're chasing, but stop chasing the goals. Just be in the moment, be intentional, enjoy the ride. Because if we're always just chasing those, we, we lose years off of our life. Mm -hmm.
0: There's a book that I I forgot the name of the author, but I'm reading it right now. It's called uh, how to be here. And he mentions that like, yeah, so, you know, you care about. Don't worry about the goals. Just you know, go f- about the journey, the the evolution and your growth to get to it. Now mm-hmm. that's kind of like the real reward. And yeah, don't be satisfied with just like the the A to B kind yeah. of point of it.
3: Yeah, exactly. All the in betweens, the important stuff. Anyways, yeah. it's like the Oreo cookie cream. That's all we really <laughs> want, anyways.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just. I mean, you know, it's and Bean knows this quote very well, but it's the you know, it's the whole satisfaction is the death of desire kind of things. Like when you stop. You get to that thing you want to do, and you don't go. Okay, what can I do now? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, like okay. you, re- you really are. You're done. Yeah, because like, it's your, it's over now. Yeah, and you gotta. And and I, I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to be that person. It's like, for us, it's like, okay, we started this thing. We did a few episodes, and then uh, we met Matt, and then okay, well now we met Matt. Like, what are we gonna do with this? And then we're gonna go here, and we're gonna mm-hmm. do. Okay, uh, let's do a live show now, and let's yeah. see how that goes. And then we did a live show, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, we did this thing. Now what? And it, there's always got like for me, it's it, I always like the okay now what thing yeah. where it's just like okay, okay, we did this thing, it's done. Yeah. Let's try something else now. Let's not just stop. And I mean, yeah. let's enjoy what we're doing, but let's try to push a little further and see how much more well, out we can go you know
3: yeah and i think that's all quote jen since she can't be here with us today and she's put me onto this notion um since i've come back with this childhood like wonder and um she had somebody that told her many years ago as simplistic as it can be is stay curious uh yeah. you know if you're always exploring and you like you said it's like okay well now what like always have your tentacles in a bunch of different directions because um we talked about this at dinner last night. It's like our society so like had and traditionally been you work someplace for thirty years, yeah, and that's all you know. <laughs> yeah. And now what? Our parents are all getting to this retirement age, and if they've only done what they've done, that's, now that, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, did you just live to work, and now now and what? That, <laughs> and like
2: that, you were you were too, you totally hit it on the head when you were saying like trying to live in the moment. And you like you, you can always say like okay now what, but also kind of kind of enjoy where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Don't just keep looking for, you know, like yeah. it kind of goes both ways. Like yeah. you need to enjoy what you're doing in the present, but don't just get stuck and in in like don't get too happy with it. And yeah. then just want to be in that thing for, you know, and always
0: try to push to go a little bit further, but don't forget where you're at.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and where you, you know. came from.
0: So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of my, uh, my uncle, um, Enrique's dad, mm-hmm. cause he and my dad too, actually not, not think about it pop Ramon. cuz they come from <laughs> i think it's just a generation thing where they co- they were they're baby boomers so you know their idea of success is a lot different than you know millennials and, and somewhat gen xers where yeah, that's what you did you know you get a job you get mm-hmm. security you get you know health benefits and you're set man that's that's it right there yeah. that's that's the bee's knees <laughs> but now i look at them you know my dad's nearing retirement age and my uncle's i think he's already passed it i don't want to say he's like
2: 60 Four, six, yeah, five. he's
0: getting there. But I, I'm like, what are you guys going to do afterwards? You guys, all you know is work. Yeah. And I don't see any, like, side projects. But, again, I mm-hmm. think it's just a generational thing where mm-hmm. that wasn't really encouraged. That, or it yeah. wasn't even a thing, you know, back then. They
2: they were chiseled out of yeah, rock. And, that's what they, and you people. were just,
0: that's what you do. So I kind of, I don't really worry, but I'm just really curious of, like, man, what are you going to do, Dad, like, mm-hmm. when you don't have to work anymore? You have... This eight to nine hours a day that you're so used to doing something, now what are you going to fill it with? Like,
2: yeah. I've asked, a, um, there's a guy that I work with. He's since retired, but this was a couple years ago. I asked, he was like 77 years old and he was still working. Wow. And the guy was the picture of health. Like, he was just, he lives in this big compound in Ohio, and all the food that he eats and everything that he drinks is off of his property. Like, wow. he's completely self sustained. Like That's he, amazing. He has a water well and he. You know, and but it was all because he worked mm-hmm. for so long. And like I asked, like, why are you still here? Like, what like, do you have like a, a town basically that you can <laughs>
1: that you can live An on? Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, you know, and he's like, because this is all I've known how to do for the last 40 years. And mm-hmm. if I stopped doing it, I would just I'd keel over. And yeah. I like and I like it kind of. He goes, I'm I'm a routine guy and there's yeah. only so much I can do on my yeah. farm he goes, if I don't have a place to go every day, it'll kill me. And yeah. I was like, I, it hit me. Really, like, it really, it made a lot of sense to me, you know. And it was just, but it was that thing from, like, his generation. Like, this is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. There's no time for recreation. There's no time <laughs> yeah. to go to the beach. And, you know, there's no time yeah. for, it's like, you got to work.
3: And I think it, yeah, I think we talked about this some on the drive home from the festival in Joshua Tree. I keep going back to that, but it was just really enlightening to me. And so we had these deep conversations and we talked about, um, You know there was just a lot of free spirits a lot of everybody from walks of life, from your stereotypical yogi to um who some people who spend all day in these deep meditations and just some you know some people live in their van and some people live in mansions in santa monica Um, but it was really cool for these people all to come together but watching this evolution and kind of just taking an outsider's perspective i was like i feel like we're in this um free spirit age again i almost felt Mm. like a little bit of the 70s out there and just the enlightenment and all of that but i think a lot of that mentality came out of the 70s of watching this free spirit and whether it got too carried away or what it was but then it created these very structured individuals somehow out of this revolution Mm -hmm. and um i don't know and so these like you said they're just chiseled and you know a little bit robotic of what they're supposed to do but then I think like our generations kind of hit that recession and it was like, well, we all can't get jobs. At least yeah. I came out of college yeah. moving back from London. I'm like, I can't get a job. So, okay, I'm going to just throw myself into something. And it, it worked for a while, but it felt like a little bit forced. And, um, you know, so now with this, I feel like we're in that sort of revolution, maybe again, of us taking control of our lives mm-hmm. and our freedom a little bit. But
2: um, And I, I mean, I don't want to get political or anything no, like that, yeah. but like, and I've I've said it before, even with my job that I work at, and then, you know, the country in general is like, the country is no longer that place where you work for 40 years, and then they take care of you. Mm-hmm. That's done. That's not happening yeah. anymore, anywhere around here. So it's like, why not? Yeah, work, of course, support yourself and eat, mm-hmm. and support your family and that kind of thing. But don't make that your one priority. Like that, yeah. That's like, you have to have you you know, you, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody. But for, for me, I like I need to do other things, yeah, in order for me not to just implode.
3: Well, and I found too that the the harder the worked, obviously, as expected, the more mm-hmm. money you make. But the more money the ma- you make, the more things you need. And I feel like I yeah, needed it's things. Weird how that works out? Yeah, more I money. feel <laughs> like I needed things to fulfill me. Yeah, yeah. more but money. You as make, soon the more as I had that get. advice yeah. to stop chasing the money, it was like whoa, mind yeah. blowing. Like. I don't need things. Like I need experiences. I need to be enriched by other people's lives. I need to just live. And um, obviously we have to pay the bills like we yeah. talked about, but it's um, I want to try this in a different way. And if, if I fail, you know, I'm putting that out there. There's always an opportunity for failure in anything that you do. Um, you know, there's always other ways out. And I feel like at least I've tried um, this other way um, and not just the, the, the conforming that I, could, mm-hmm. I felt that uh, was expected of me for the last decade of my career, which I enjoyed. But um, it was just time for something else and, and to not chase the money anymore. Um, I really wanted to just try something else and live and trust that the universe would bring me. We talked about that a little bit earlier, I think, when we were off air. But mm-hmm. just trusting that you're going to get what you need and receive what you need to live the, the life that you need, not what you want.
2: Yeah, and there's there's a little bit of stress that comes with that, of course. But mm-hmm. like, did you feel like when you stopped worrying about the money, like, did you feel like a weight kind of yeah. lifted off you?
3: Yeah, definitely. Did you, right. Yeah, it's um no, I've I've worked in retail, I've worked a little bit of everywhere, and there's a lot of materialism behind that. And mm-hmm. we laughed like I'm sitting on the shoe chair. I'm a shoe girl. <laughs> I'm hippie in heels on Instagram. I'm a shoe girl by nature, uh. but um. But I also think a little bit that of that was ingrained within my career, like that just became me because that's who I was in my career and now it's like I still love my shoes, but it's they don't define me anymore. Yeah. I think before I was letting myself be defined by things mm-hmm. and now I want to be defined by experiences um and having a an enriched life through experiences rather than things. Yeah. Um and I think that's what really changed and so the the I always feel like my life has been this big oxymoron but kind of a balance and so that's the name the hippie and heels of my instagram account (laughs) is that you know here's this hippie earth-rooted side of me and then there's the heels the career person and i still think there's a little there's still that balance and maybe it's shifting more towards that hippie side a little bit but um you know i'm still an everyday person in everyday society and i still have to make a living to some extent and i'm not going to live off the grid and live um (laughs) you know however hippies live I'm yeah. not going to stereotype in any way but um, you know I'm still in society and, and paying yeah, taxes and, and stuff. stuff
0: like there's nothing wrong with you know consumption it's just like the excess mm-hmm. that kind of is, is defined as like, success now like yeah. the excess of consumption Yeah, that is kind of you know Agreed. it's not yeah and I, I went to a birthday party of a friend's are, my wife and I and we went to this couple's house and they're they're great people but like it was weird because to me as I kind of just recently hit this kind of minimalist kind of like just kind of dipping my toe in it, like not necessarily buying things anymore. just all just the necessities. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we go to this house and it's a freaking huge house. Like, and they have everything you can think of in that house. Right. And it's it's just two of them. Like they don't have any kids or anything. So like going in there, I wasn't being judgmental, but I was like, man, that's crazy. Like (laughs) how different people look at things differently. Like to me, I'm like, this is way too much. Like, that's way too much stuff like mm-hmm. but yeah. you know it's, it's, it yeah. depends on the but person it depends
3: on yeah and i think it's a lot of like what you said with your wedding too when i first came in and we were talking about you getting married it's like you 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 planned a, a marriage instead of just a wedding and you guys had something that sounds like was very true to you guys mm-hmm. and it was um and not to say that any i'm gonna get myself in trouble because i'm getting ready to go (laughs) to some weddings but um you guys just made it very authentic to you and i think that's really what it comes down to for me is living an authentic life of um yes i have nice things i still Mm -hmm. have nice shoes i have a car that i enjoy and it's dependable and stuff but it's um it's not the need and the feeling that if i buy something it's going to enrich my life yeah exactly yeah so it's
0: not gonna add value to
3: yeah it's it's the idea of like if i went and bought a really nice tent it's to go have an experience out in the the wilderness like yes i have a nice tent but it's facilitating this Mm. really awesome experience um before it was just like buying these clothes so that i could go to work and make myself feel better (laughs) in the morning (laughs) you know so it's like that it's nothing against um you know retail and, and materialism and stuff but it's just that's just where i'm at right now yeah exactly that could it's, just, it's that's everyone's journey you know i mean and yeah. everyone
0: has their own journey and uh yeah. the, the the podcast list to the minimalist they always say you know before you buy something like that just think is this going to add value to mm-hmm. my life is yeah. or, if or is it just going to like fill me up momentarily and then going yeah. yeah. so they're, really, they're really good they have a lot of they have a blog they've been doing for a few years now okay but they just recently i think this year started doing podcasts the cool the
2: where i work at you know like there's a there's a certain level that that you can work you can make a lot of money and what the guys do when they start when they a lot of guys that i know a lot of friends of mine that what they start to do is when they when they get to that level they just start new truck new camper (laughs) new this (laughs) new that and then it's like all of a sudden they have to work all the overtime overtime yeah. in order to pay for all of that it's like that's such a headache what are you doing yeah like you bought all this stuff and you're not going to be able to enjoy any of it because you're going to be at work yeah 90 hours a week you know and yeah. it's just like what are you doing a hard reality yeah.
3: too and i think coming from an outside sales perspective that's probably where i i mm-hmm. came from a lot of this it's you're working really hard. You have to create this certain impression for people that you meet. I mean, sales, you know, I never say that I... I, I was never a salesperson. I was a relationship mm-hmm. person. But it's still an impression of when you meet somebody, what do you look like? You know, yeah, how exactly. do you hold yourself? Um. So there, there's that pressure. And then when you do have money, it's like the more money you have, the more... Well, what do they say? More money, the more problem. problems. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Biggie. Yeah. yeah. So
0: i right. gonna uh, get the last song i guess,
2: guess uh, i guess we, I wrap wish it up. Yeah. we continue the song yeah. forever man yeah. We're having such a great time i mean first before we get into the last song actually i haven't even pulled it up yet so um if you guys want to
0: yeah is there anything you'd like to the plug uh of course pop-up yoga where we can yeah. find you on social media um for any local listeners you know where the classes are stuff yeah. like that
3: so um just come out and try yoga if it's your first time I, you, you're gonna Like I said at the beginning, I just remember to breathe. um, But just come out and try. Challenge yourself in a new way. Try something you've never tried. Um, And, yeah, we are – I think we're up to eight classes locally yeah. here in ventura every week i can't even remember now because we keep growing but um, sunday mornings up at the cross which are epic if you're going to try it out i would recommend trying out sunday mornings um and then we've got our monday through thursday evenings at 6 p.m and then monday mornings and wednesday mornings at 6 30 m and then of course saturday which i just taught out in the park where we were dancing and just having fun and so just come with a really fun attitude and we promise we'll make you feel comfortable on your mat um yeah that's pretty much it just we want everybody to try yoga for the first time
0: and uh, we will be sure to the tag and you guys cool. when we post the episode. Yeah, thanks.
3: Um
2: so uh the last song we're going to play by Dan Kane today is a song called Mercurial Ways. It's off his album Still Awake. DanKane.bandcamp.com. D A N C A I N E. Um please 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 He has like five albums on there and they're all beautiful. They're so so good. So uh, again, this is Mercurial Ways by Dan Kane. Uh I am Steve. I'm being and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next time. Um. Oh, I'm Jessie. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm <Jessie> so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. 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 i am sorry i am so sorry so sorry here with us in spirit. So, <laughs> thank you.